Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ePray.podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. Bussiana LaBeja, a.k.a. Fat Bitch Bussy, a.k.a. Hold on one second, y'all, because I got a new one. I got new ones, and I got to find them. Okay, a.k.a. Big Brother Bus, first of his name, Grip of the Gorilla, the Pandarosa Punani Dani, okay? The Pandarosa Punani Dani. Yes, I am a grip of the gorilla, okay? Do you understand that? Do you understand I'm gripping these dicks? Bussies, tights, pulsating on that dick, okay? We welcome you to episode 404 entitled you know, um, Bussy High, we know it's been like a few weeks. Um, we're so excited <laughs> to be here. Um, Amber still hates me. I would like to consider <laughs> for these names because um, I couldn't oh. on my own. But, you know, as a member of Phi Beta Bussy, um, it's important that, you know, I know my AKAs, my new AKAs. So shout out to Huey for that. Um, and now I'm going to introduce the mel. Is the melanated bunny? It's uh, melanated bunny is cute, but it's the melanin bunny. The melanin bunny, yes. Come on, the melanin bunny. Oh, oh, oh. Let me before I forget. What? I am also the bustress. Okay. Okay, hey. bustress. Right. I'm still on gorilla grip. I'm just whoo. Ooh, I hope y'all taking a minute cause Gorilla Grip took me down. Okay. It really did. It really did. I, I'm glad that you got the Gorilla Grip. Yes. You know, whoo, keeping it tight, keeping it locked. <laughs> yes. yes. Although we do support um, loose grips over here, you know, no. We support no a loose standing. grip. Shit. No we support, <laughs> we support loose grips over here. I may have a loose grip. Okay. No. Not from what I heard. Ooh, okay. Who you here from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey y'all. It's your girl Amber, uh, aka Melanin Buddy, as boy said, aka Fuloxetina Knowles, aka the artist formerly known as Emo Black Girl, aka Pfizer Pussy, aka Mess Enthusiast, aka Creative Director for Depressed Ho Aesthetic Aesthetics TM trademark. Okay. Uh, AKA she's a runner. She's a track star. Cause I've been running. <laughs> Ooh, just imagine me like that boy with that little ponytail, just doing a little, <laughs> just shaking. Oh no, just but why shaking. would he, she a runner? She a track star. I just want to be like, but she don't run from dick though. That's that. We, she don't do that. She runs. Oh yeah. I, I, I run towards the dick. Okay. That's oh, a lie. But that's a lot because I sometimes be running if it's a little too big, but I like it. I like it. I just be like, oh, ah. <laughs> but I'm not an ouch ouch girl. Shout out to girlfriends. Um. <laughs> I am an ouch ouch girl. <laughs> well, you you dealing with you dealing yeah, with yeah, us, yeah, 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 you know, sometimes sometimes a little ouch. There's an owl and then there's eventually. There's <laughs> How are you Level doing? Um, I am relatively well. I am at um to those of you who listened to earlier episodes this this season. I am at Dania's house in LA. What's um, up, Dania? 
Nia is sleep though. She knocked out. Oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> um, is look, look, it's 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 five forty eight here, so we took a late nap. Yes. Um, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Ten minutes before the show, um, <laughs> to a text that said, "Did you just see Tyrese shaving his woman's pussy?" <laughs> um, because that's the type of text me and Amber sent to one another. Um, so with that being said, I'm in LA. <laughs> I've been here for <laughs> eleven days. Um. I extended my trip one extra day. Okay. Um, to just to to uh, which I somewhat um regret now because I'm ready to okay. the fuck home. Um Ooh, okay. Ready. It's just been a lot of work, but it's been good. It's been good. How you been? Good. How, you know. Oh wait, never mind. I'm gonna let you tell the world. Um, I've been good, you know. I've been working a lot, but I also have recently, it was actually that episode with Alex um, where she was talking about like her morning walks. And I was like, damn, I need to like exercise a little bit because seriously, I do not move sometimes. <laughs> like I, de- <laughs> she don't move. Um, and so I ended up like joining this like uh, black run club and it was really fucking hard I thought it was gonna be cute like I thought it was gonna be like oh look how cute I am while I'm running but it wasn't it was like we're doing drills bitch and like that was very hard and um I liked it I liked the fact that I was like getting challenged and I've been like running I've like done a 5k which is crazy yeah and like 5k puss come on i yes i ran yesterday i ran today like i'm really out here so um and shout out to endorphins you know what i'm saying like shout out shout out to that um so yeah like that's been really really good it's been helping a lot with like my mental health i still be like stressed the fuck out and being like you know that's what (laughs) i'm still stressed the fuck out sometimes but like sometimes now i'm like ooh, let me go for a run you know um so that's cute um but yeah my week's been good uh it's been all it's been good oh and i've been watching speaking of insecure this is not insecure but i've been watching this show called bigger which is on bet plus and please y'all do not like stray away from this because it's bet plus but like or bet because you know how people get yeah this show is good as fuck i can't stop watching it and it's like insecure but it's like mid to late 30s like it's a it's really good and it's really on point and it's very funny and they show dick that's what led me that's what that's what i that's the reason why i showed up so um (laughs) the first like four or five episodes are on amazon prime um very very good and they showed dick and that's the reason why i showed her that is why i showed up i said it was really what the inspiration (laughs) bars bitch bars bitch (laughs) (laughs) i I have showed up without dick being on the menu woo child but you know what come on come on the lord Lord has taken taken that away from my spirit i now only show up for dick and i mean okay Come on, come on. Um, but insecure, you know, the sure. show. The uh, saddest ending. Yeah. yeah. I actually watched a Deces and Meryl interview with Issa today. Um mm. and she was just talking about it. And, 
you know, she was saying how this ending is, is something she's happy with. Um, and that they're still, they were still writing it at the time of the interview. I don't know how old or new the interview was, but mm-hmm. um, she said she felt good about it. And I was like, okay, well, if Issa feels good about it, I'm going to feel good about it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't think, I thought that we was going to get six seasons. I knew Me we was going to get like five, six. So I wasn't completely surprised when they was like five done, but I was like, damn, mm-hmm. yeah, solid six. I at least thought we was gonna get the same number of seasons as most HBO shows, aka Sex and the City. Yeah. And girls. Oh yeah. Oh, so girls had six episodes, six seasons. Yeah, they had oh, six seasons. That should have that should have left by season three. Um I don't watch the last season, but hey, but me. Um one thing about me i said i don't have to be angry every time i watch this episode like i just freed myself from it i said because i loved it at first and then i was just like i can't do it yeah you know lena dunham Mm. yeah what it don't (laughs) fuck her but anyway anyway that's not what this is about lisa is about insecure um do you have a favorite? What is your favorite insecure nigga? Who is your favorite insecure nigga? Because I know who mine is. Mine is Daniel, definitely. But um, um but same. but season four, Lawrence really fucking gets me. Like now that he's like not as depressed he's looking good he got his own crib and i remember how he was fucking that bank lady so i sometimes go for lord <laughs> that was a scene you, you remember how he was fucking her i was like i couldn't take it but yes so daniel is definitely my number one and then Season and then, four. And then season four, Lawrence. Okay, so my number two is actually going to be um, shout out to uh, a plus size king. Um, the the, the airport king. dude. <laughs> with, the, with the booty button. Because um, I too like my booty button to be pressed on. Um, so shout out to him. That's my number two. Um and you know what? If I'm being completely honest, a nigga that ain't even Issa's Molly's, um, the the Enterprise Bay, a nigga. Oh, I forgot. I loved him, Jared. Jared. I love Jared. Actually, low key, Asian Bay, baby. Asian Bay could have got it, baby. Okay. All of I would not have run any of those men away. Yes, I probably would have, but like. <laughs> Like the truth came through. Like, like let's be real best. here. Let's be real here. Um, I probably would have. I probably would have. I probably would have ran Jared away. But by the time I got to Asian Bay, I probably would have kept him. Same. I feel like with Jared, I wouldn't have run him away because of the yeah, him know. sucking a little dick or him getting a little dick sucked. I would have just been like, I would have been like, okay, bye. But like, if I'm being honest, I don't like getting my dick sucked. So. I mean, <laughs> So yes, I would have I would have been like, all right, let's go. But I would have run them off for something else. Niggas do so much that them getting their dick sucked by another man is the the 
really the least of really, my worries. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The least of my worries. Have we not seen show after show after show? Have we not seen enough? Um, what's it called? What's that show called where the woman went crazy? Where the women go crazy and they kill their man? I need to watch that. Snap. Whatever it is, snap. snap. You seen enough snap. You know that niggas do way worse than get their dick sucked by another man in the early years of college. Okay. <laughs> So at this point, you can't just be letting go, niggas, because of, do you know how many, there ain't that much quality, gay, straight, blind, stupid, um, non-binary, um, whatever. It's, it's just not a lot. There's not a lot of quality lot. out there. There's you can't just be letting motherfuckers go because of things like that. Um, so yeah, but anyway, right. we'll talk about that on another day. Shout yeah. out to Insecure, shout out to Issa Rae. Shout um, out. And the whole team, Princess Penny and everybody over there. Um, yes. They do yes. a great job. Mm, yes. A show. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we are going to introduce our guest. Um, the time has come. It is. Um, we would like to welcome. She is an actress. Actor. Actor. Yes. Come on. Why is she going to a comedian <laughs> and a creative director, and more importantly, um, a black queen. Um, a black queen. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, look oh. at the skin just glowing. Look, look with the hat and the titties. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please, high, welcome. Please, blissy high, welcome with open legs, open heart, and open spirit, Lisa Beasley. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Thank you. Y'all funny. (laughs) You know, we just talking shit. We just (laughs) the whole show is just us being ignorant. Yeah, (laughs) that's perfect. That's all we need and have time for, really. Exactly. So, Lisa, <laughs> welcome to the Bussy Hive. Is there anything you would like them to know before, you know, I know we're going to get into a lot of different things. However, you know, we like for you just, if there's something you feel like in particular the Bussy Hive needs to know before you jump into this amazing interview. Um, <laughs> you ain't even started this amazing interview. Um, something, yeah. Well, my, I, I want to paint a picture of them because they don't see this. They just hear this, right? Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. I want them to know that I am sitting in front of a painted picture of me. Okay. <laughs> and yes. Also a photo of me in a crown. Um, so this is really the third me you see, and I'll be coming from, I'll be speaking from all of those lenses today. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Most of the today. Multi-fucking fascinating. Um, okay, I was from all the I already know what this episode is going to be like. I already know. <laughs> all right. So as always, we start with Bussy Pep Talks. This is the reason why Amber, myself, and our guests are proud of ourselves for the week, the month, the day, and this very minute. Because um, mm-hmm. we're all about celebrating the bus mm-hmm. and, and pepping it up. So, Amber, would you like to go with your pussy pep talk this week? Yeah, I'm really proud of myself because I meal prep for like the first time, like in a very long time, because I have a really big week 
uh, this week. That's going to be kind of stressful. And um, I'm trying to incorporate my runs. I know this is so stupid, but not stupid, but you know, I hate when people be like, I'm running or whatever. I'm like, shut up. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm trying to like manage my schedule. Yeah, so I'm trying to like manage my schedule and um, I know meal prepping helps with that. And I did that. So I meal prepped y'all. I'm all ready to, I'm ready to go, go prepare for my week. So, um, so I'm proud of myself for that. I don't prep for shit. Um, besides <laughs> um, um, and that's only cause I really have to, um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm proud of myself this, for this week. My pussy pep talk is, um, I think this week has just been really good on a professional note. Yes. Um, you know, lots of meetings, lots of just spending time with folks. Um, so, you know, even though we're in a Panderosa, um, I've had my I've had my mask on during various things, um, especially around people I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and there's been a few people I didn't know, so my mask has been on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a great photo shoot with my client Eric Bellinger, so that was good. Yeah. Which I got to work with a mostly black team of all young professionals. Um, that's so that cute. Like, like, like a whole, like literally, it was just all black and two Latinas. So it was like very much like, and mostly women. The photographer was a woman. Um, so the stylist was a woman. So it was just uh, a black woman. Um, this sounds like creative heaven. Yes, right. And Akila, shout out to Akila Townsend. Townsend, yes. who's a photographer. She's from Chicago. Um, and just Akila is amazing. So like I tweeted, I said, when Akila becomes a superstar, I want you girls to remember I put y'all on because um, <laughs> I did. So, you know, and that's what I do all the time. I just put people <laughs> on. So I really think I'm, I'm, I need I need my credit for that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, anyways, um, so yes, that's my pussy pep talk for the week. Just a good professional week. And I also I stayed that. at a very nice hotel with a very nice yes. Even though I did not get to take the news that I wanted, because it was like okay. this gold hand chair thing that was so perfect for news. And I kept saying, I'm going to do it, but then I like, waited to the last minute, and then mm. I didn't do it. So I'm a little sad about that. Um, you can always go back. I can. I can. Thank, thank you. See, Amber, that's what I'm talking about. You be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's, want, it's the running positivity seriously exactly. i don't i <laughs> i'm usually not this I positive fuck with it. Look, look. <laughs> shout out to running okay shout out shout out <laughs> all right lisa what's your pussy pep talk so i'm proud of two things actually one is there was, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but there was a certain day where I took a shower and I was really proud of myself because it was one of those days I definitely could have gone without taking a shower and I didn't feel like it. So I was like, wow, look at me, like doing a thing, getting in the bathroom and taking off my clothes and like getting in the shower when I knew I could have like went two more days. That that was just like an extra shower. I didn't have nowhere to go. And I was just really, really proud of that. The second thing I'm proud of is... Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> it was like around Wednesday or Thursday, but it was just like I got up and got in the shower, and I was weird. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that. Okay, keep going. Sorry. The thing I'm proud of is so I had my daughter this week, and cookie. 
stop upstaging me. Nicole, I had, so I had my daughter this week and this week I just did not enforce bedtime because I didn't feel like it. Cause I can't do everything. Cause I'm not perfect. So she went to bed when she went to bed. <laughs> sometimes it was 10, sometimes it was midnight. Sometimes it was two. It don't matter. She five. <laughs> I'm not ruining her life for this one week. So I was able to live my life and just go to sleep when I wanted to go to sleep. And that I chose that for me. Okay. Come on. I love this. Yeah. yeah, I'm proud of myself. Choose yourself. Between you and your kids, always choose yourself. The <laughs> <laughs> oh word between you and your kids. <laughs> um, um, choose yourself. Oh. You and your kids. I'm gonna take his collar off so this bell don't be. All what a cute it. dog! Come on, doggy. <laughs> All right, so um, for those of you who may be new to the podcast, we go in order, eat, pray, thigh, because, um, you know, it's kind of like a date. You know, you eat, you get to know that nigga, and then you give him some pussy or some, pussy, um, or some mouth. You know, we're not selective over here. Um, I generally do it on the first. I'm I'm very much a first date fucker um, or a first date head giver. Um, they ain't been to me. If you didn't get no head from me on the first date, you had to really be a trash human being. You know um, what? <laughs> I pretty much had put every dick in my mouth, including the very first <laughs> dick I ever put in my mouth was on the first date. So with that being said, once again, if you do not receive head from me on the first date, you're not a, you you just really didn't meet the mark. Um and not saying that the niggas that I did suck their dick on the first date met the mark, but at least they got <laughs> Um, oh. my selection process for niggas really ain't never really been that good but you know what that's the old <laughs> thing um so yeah i don't really know how we got here oh yeah. i don't either i don't either <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I, I forgot how we got here but we're here now um right, so, somebody needed it yeah somebody needed it. amen hallelujah um choose yourself Come on, choose yourself. Um, if it comes between you and your bussy, choose yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> word. Okay, so eat. Um, first question: If your bussy were a were a Chicago favorite, aka the deep dish pizza, what topic would be on it, and why, Lisa? Deep deep dish. Now that's that's a the deep part is could be also subjective, but let's see. Toppings, um, definitely cheesy. <laughs> like the cheese where you pull it and it's like cheese hanging and make like the the uh, U letter. Okay, come on, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's that? Why are you so cheesy? Why am I so cheesy? So cheesy? Yeah. It's, it's more about the. <laughs> It's more about the stretch that the cheese provides. Yes. Okay. Some on. cheese, yes. you wouldn't know how much. It's like, oh, I didn't know by just, yes. it's like it's cheesier than I thought. And okay. then you like, you right. find cheese. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> whoa. Um, definitely, you know, some sauces. Because, you know, some people don't like sauce on their pizza. But there's, there's definitely sauce on mine because it's saucy. Yeah. Uh, and see, I normally I I would say pepperoni, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's I'm learning it's more of 
like a ground beef, mm. not sausage, because okay. ground beef is crumblier. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm confused on where you're going here. Yeah, so, with the crumbles. Yeah, the crumbles. so, so like, <laughs> you ever take something, you put it in your hand, and you think this is either pretty solid or it's just going to go different places. So it's kind of one of those situations where you look at it, you're like, this is solid. This is one nugget of something and it like splits off somewhere and it'd be like two little nuggets and then it split off in another place and it just like crumbles into different folds and areas and such okay all right so your pussy is like your pussy is like it crumbles <laughs> and goes multiple places you think you think it's together <laughs> yeah you think it's together and maybe this is more of a, a spiritual one <laughs> you think it's together <laughs> and then you see it crumble <laughs> all right <laughs> i felt that i felt that <laughs> who i saw myself for a while <laughs> i know <laughs> we fall down <laughs> but we get up that is the good thing about sometimes crumbly ground beef is because like even if it crumbles you can still put it back you can, still, you can still give the illusion of oneness yes, yes. come on yes the mm -hmm. one. that's a word the right oils what dish is the blackest food slash meal to you babies <sighs> to me the the blackest the blackest dish <sighs> It has to be, well, for me, I think it's greens and cornbread, but only when it's eaten with your fingers. So that's only real greens and cornbread. You're supposed to mix it together and your the fork is your fingers. So that's that's why. Because um, if, if you were to just say greens and cornbread, I would just say like, oh, you know, that's just greens and cornbread. But mushed together with fingers is the blackest meal. Because... <laughs> aunties be like having nails on like acrylic nails and still be doing that in their fingers and they will lick under their fingertip and it's understood because it's greens and cornbread mm. Mm. yeah mm. i like that answer now i, I kind of want now i want some bread. that's what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the last time i had greens and cornbread i'm like i should have put that together and mm. ate it with my hands i haven't done that in a long time in a minute okay all right, Lisa, I'm only asking because I'm currently on my period mm. and I've been snacking a lot. Mm. What's your favorite period snack? The sugars. Pop. It's not even food, but pop. Come I on, pop. Like in the can. Like, I don't do the two liters because that's how much I love, like, bubbly pop. Um, so any type of flat, no. Day-old pop, yeah. no. Bubbly pop. The sound you open it and then you just drink it and then all that sugar just go to your midsection. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. You're gonna get lethargic in 30 minutes. Oh, I love pop. What's your favorite kind? You know, it used to be Pepsi, but I wonder was that really society, you know? Because <laughs> now I'm thinking like I think the 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 strawberries and the grapes are my jam it's like not necessarily a flavor like the wild woods or mm. anything that's just like strawberry pop um 
Lisa, I was just talking about Wildwood Pop the other day and nobody knew what it was but they weren't from chicago mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is a chicago staple okay oh, i, I didn't did not thought that. that was worldwide i thought me it was too worldwide. we gotta take wildwood worldwide <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad we got <laughs> wait so boy you know about wildwood right you know about wildwood yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yes and that and jay's um j ships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, is that still around chips oh yeah jay's um i know i know for me vetners were like a, a really yeah. big deal here but yeah. yeah i mean you know here's the thing about black people and chips we're gonna know every single chip there is so mm-hmm. all the jays the lays the the name brands the not name brands the sour cream and onion the, we, we we know all the chips you have the we four do. that you eat but you gonna know all the chips yeah mm-hmm. you're right yeah. you are very right um okay so you play a lot of hilarious characters like chicago mayor Lori lightfoot and margaret thatcher what meals would you make for them and why? I would give Lori Lightfoot just like a plain sandwich with nothing really on it, just like two pieces of bread and be like, this is a sandwich, eat it. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) She filmed like something about like Chicagoans can now eat outside. And it was just like, it didn't have any, it didn't make any sense. It didn't have, it was her and her tall wife just sitting outside eating a hamburger and the camera kept going in and around and around and around and the camera zoomed in on the back of her jacket. And when it zoomed out, you know, usually if you go through that tactic of zooming in all the way to zoom back out, you finna change the picture, right? No, they just zoomed into a jacket and just zoomed back out. And that made me so mad. So I was gonna do a video of her eating a sandwich in the middle of the street. But I um I just didn't feel like it. So that's what I would do. I would make her eat that sandwich that I was okay. gonna eat for comedy's sake. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would Margaret eat? What would Margaret eat? Man, I'll 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 tease her with some boiled eggs and rice. <laughs> but then I'll make her like a different meal. Like I'll I'll be curious to see what macaroni and cheese and ham does to her body. Mm. and if she likes it if mm. does she and if it's like a flat slab of ham does she pick it up with a fork and eat it from there or does she cut it like what's the does she eat all the macaroni and cheese first and then the ham because mm. that's how we know she's a serial killer like how <laughs> <laughs> we know she's a serial killer I don't I don't know <laughs> anyone of y'all do that like you have a burger and fries you eat your fries first and then the burger no Okay. No, sometimes I, I eat together. Right? Right? Sometimes I do, but it's yeah. It's on the days you feel like killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I also think it depends on how you getting it. Cause okay, so if you're getting your McDonald's at one time, your um yeah, if you're getting your McDonald's at one time and your Wendy's at one time, but you know that you got a little bit of a drive, you eat your fries first because you don't want your fries to get cold. Cause if your fries are cold, it's a wrap. So sometimes is, I will. So I, sometimes I will eat my fries like mm-hmm. before we even get home because I want my fr- I want cold fries. Okay, 
Well, I have to eat the whole meal. Like if I'm going to White Castles, I have to eat the whole meal in the car because White Castles after five minutes <laughs> is not good. Yeah. If I'm going to eat the fries, I got to open up whatever the burger is too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to White Castle. <laughs> another another meal that I haven't had in a long time. When the last time I had White Castle? The last time I had White Castle, it was 2018. <sighs> Every time. Um, were you in Chicago? No, I was I was with Trevor and his mom because they're from Indiana. So they okay. love White Castle. So they don't get that in LA. So they came to New York and they we had one in Brooklyn. We we traveled all the way. We traveled all the way from a photo shoot to the White Castle to, to get White Castle. <laughs> Trevor and his mama bought the whole team White Castle after a photo shoot. Wow. Yeah. But, it's good to eat after a photo shoot, not before. Exactly, that part. So yeah, that's the last time I had White Castle. All right, so Lisa, you are a wee connoisseur. Um, as you are smoking, <laughs> as we speak, um, I, I eat break that first. Um, yes. What's your favorite type of edible? Ooh, my, oh my goodness. My favorite type of edible. So I'll have to give you what my favorite one is like right now, because that's just impossible to answer. So right now <laughs> I have this can of butter and it's cannabis infused butter and I make sandwiches, but I cut the bread and then I toast the bread on the, with the butter. Y'all, first of all, the sandwich is good. Yeah. Second of all, 40 minutes later, whew, oh, it feels amazing. Oh, I'm gonna eat a kind of butter sandwich after this. <laughs> I did take an edible um, when y'all said this podcast was what happened. 300 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take an edible and then see <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> Wait, has it hit yet? It's on the pre-pre-hit. <laughs> okay, come on, the pre-pre-hit. Yeah. I'll tell you when the pre-hit is here. <laughs> I'm so fucking that. Favorite type of hot sauce? So my favorite type of hot sauce is Louisiana hot sauce, but I don't eat hot sauce. But if I'm going to eat hot sauce, it's Louisiana's hot sauce. So the only time I eat hot sauce is when I feel like having it on Lay's chips. Mm. That's and black. That's, that's real black. black. Yep. Because my daddy used to get the paper plate, put the chips on there, and just sprinkle the hot sauce over it. That is mm. black, huh? Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. I don't really eat hot sauce like that. No, that's fine. I just ooh, some chips with some some lays with some hot sauce. That do so, it's so very what I would good. do is I would eat it right out the bag and I would like have the hot sauce in one hand and the chip and put it on and then eat it because mm. it do it all over the place. Some of them gonna get soggy. And I don't mm. like soggy chips. It's just I like a, more of a ruffles with mm. my hot sauce. It's, I feel like the ruffle soaks up the hot sauce more than the regular. That makes sense. Y'all, I told y'all, I'm a food strategist, okay? (laughs) I'm all about strategy when it comes to my food. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite comfort meal to make when your daughter is at her dad's? Uh, My favorite comfort meal to make has to be steak and, and a whole bunch of sides. Because, A, she used to eat steak when she, not used to eat steak, like she's like medium rare, but like I could get away with giving her a little piece of steak. 
but now she don't and sometimes I'm like I just want like a steak and like vegetables that I know she ain't gonna eat none of them so I feel so grown and I feel so adult and I feel so without responsibility and I feel like my single self and I feel like I'm not a mother when I just eat like a steak and like mushrooms and onions and peppers oh my and ooh some shrimp oh and sometimes I use the can of butter and make a garlic butter with that mm. So yeah, meals is definitely a nice medium well steak and a variety of sides. Yes, come on, use the classy bra, Lisa. Okay, <laughs> come on, Pinky's house. <laughs> I got a little dog. I'm classy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we. Oh my god. All right, so we're going to go into pray. We start praying the same way every single time. What is your passion? Mm. Ooh, my passion is financial liberation for Black people. Ooh. Is my largest passion. Everything stems from that. (laughs) Everything is, where is our money? (laughs) Real talk. I feel like we don't ask that question enough, to be honest with you. Yeah. Probably because it get real deep. Probably because somebody come up here and be like, financial liberation for Black people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. The generational wealth gap is wide. <laughs> yeah. I, so like finding opportunities for people to get paid for stuff, um, raising money for stuff, like hooking people up with jobs. Um, getting my own money because I really truly do believe that when a black woman financially liberates herself an entire community changes because people don't know how many people um, we have to not just take care of but have to take care of Um, what else oh oh because one thing me and my friend Shantira we was talking about how like how we're able to do certain things for ourselves because we have jobs and what we're talking is like we were in poverty so when we say I have like I could buy candles money now where it's like I could buy candles and use them like keep them lit and they'll burn out I'm like I'd go get another $12 candle and we was talking about like that is so that is like wow it's a a word honey it's a whole level of adult that I'm very proud of that I Look at that candle. Burning candles. <laughs> right burning candles. Be burning candles. You're not even in the room. I didn't know until I dated this real real realtor um, that you could leave candles just in different parts of the room if you're not in there. I would just use them. So we was talking about certain things that we're finding out like about our bodies and, and medical stuff and things we can now work on. And we're like, it's messed up because it's because we have a little little money and so a lot of this stuff is tied right back to our mental health our survival or us just like being kind of okay as black women in america so it ain't like it's anything extravagant like i don't even know examples of extravagant (laughs) self-care things but it'd be the smallest stuff and it and so like us us getting our money and and giving people opportunities who wouldn't have opportunities to have access 
two opportunities. This is the pre hit because I said opportunities 19 times in okay. five seconds. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? I saw the hit hit your hot your eye. And that's when I was like, yeah, it's, it's coming in now. It's coming in. It's coming in hot. Um, and it's my first time in a while, so you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of Black people, because of mental illnesses, can't work in these status quo jobs that weren't meant for us. And it makes us look like we're not worthy of those jobs when really those jobs are just on bullshit and we can't cope with it all. And because of our lives and our stresses and how everything is shaped around, it doesn't fit this work structure that people want us to work in. So we can't work and get money and, and niggas is out here struggling because racism and slavery, <laughs> they never paid us for that. Mm. Come on, they never paid us for that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Segway from slavery. <laughs> I feel like slavery, slavery has gotten mentioned every episode. Listen, listen, we black, okay? We black Americans. It has affected us. <laughs> okay. Slavery. Slavery um, has a that's why it comes up. You know what? This is true. This is true. Ooh, I just don't want it to mm. anyway, slavery. Um shout out to our ancestors. Um, ancestors. Always shout out to them. I call on the, the power of ancestral books. Um all right, Lisa, describe the person you wanted to be when you grow when you grew up, when you grow up. And how is she similar and different from to who you are now? Oh, that's a good, that's a good ass question. You did that. Thank you. You know what? That was a good question because originally I was gonna say a slave, but the <laughs> part of question was like, oh no, nah, this is a good question for real. <laughs> so I so I'll answer the second part of the question first because I do feel like I'm becoming the woman I wanted to be when I was younger. I just mm -hmm. didn't know she was gonna smoke this much weed. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I I remember I wanted to be um, like Beyonce when I was younger, um, pretty much just like, hey. like a superstar. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I wanna sing in front of uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and I wanna be in movies and um, and I, cause I knew at an early age, I wanted to act like I love like the actual art form of acting, but I definitely wanted to be a superstar, um, because I knew I was talented and I knew I was talented enough to do it at that level, <laughs> even though, um, it took a very long time to even begin because <laughs> I was five when I used to think this. So <laughs> Um, yeah, and I remember because I remember thinking this dream lasted for a very long time because I played the clarinet in high school and my whole thing was like, okay, I'm gonna play the clarinet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like the Kenny G of the clarinet, and then I'm gonna get like in a band. Like when Beyonce had auditions for her like big female band, I didn't do it because I wasn't good enough, but I was like, that's the that's what I want to do, and then that's how I'll turn into my own Beyonce. 
Okay, come on, Claire and that. Yeah, so what's different now, I'm not Beyonce, but I am very proud of like who I am. I own what I own. I don't fuck with everybody. <laughs> um, I don't let everybody fuck with me. And mm. I'm like living my life, raising a child. I got a business. I'm acting and shit. Like life's good. Come on. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Um, Amber, how are you? Like, you're, you're, are you, what's different? Oh, what is different? What did I, okay. Um, I, how did I want to be when I grew up? Uh, I wanted to, okay, I did want to work in television, but I wanted to be in front of the camera. Like, I was like, I told my mom when I was like a little, a little, little kid, like two or three, like I was like, I want to work in TV. And um, so I thought I was like a star when I was a kid too. Um, that's because you're just always, the, when you're a kid, you're the, always the main character. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like extra. Um, and then, but I also, I think the only thing that is different, like I didn't assume that I would have like depression and shit. <laughs> like I think that was gonna go. You and we're know? about it. Let's <laughs> talk about it. I, I wasn't <laughs> ready for that, but I really feel like my younger self, even though I'm slightly different from, I guess like what I imagine myself to be. Like I thought I would be like wealthy at like. 25. I thought I was going to be like, you know, married with kids and all that stuff. Like I thought all that, that none of that's happening and that's okay. Um, but like, I'm just kind of, I'm really grateful because I really do believe that my younger self would be proud of me. Mm. And that's, that makes me happy. Like, and I'm, I'm working on trying to get my teenage self to be proud of me. Ooh. Um, because my teenage self is mean. Okay, that bitch is a bully. Ooh, and so, I about her in a minute. She's mean. She be she be bullying me. So, um, so I'm trying to like make you know, but young self, it's like Emperor's a shit. Like, let's go. Nine year old oh. loves me. Yeah, you right. Yeah. I to talk to sixteen year old me. Sixteen year old me is like. I still have questions. So <laughs> this, this, this is not what we envisioned. <laughs> this is not. Yo, <laughs> Amber's like, bitch, this is not. Like, I... sis, you still alone? Like, that's kind of where <laughs> my 16-year-old My 16-year-old self would be like, you were supposed to be leading a praise dance team right now. Why, why did you stop? <laughs> oh, chakras. What's a chakra? Where's the Bible? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I hate both of y'all. Um, but we we gonna get there. We gonna get there. Chakras. Shout out to the pussy mm-hmm. chakras. Um, Shout out to chakras. I think my um. So it's funny because I think um the power of words. Mm-hmm. So I do think like when I was younger, I said I wanted to be. Um, Diddy or Samantha from Sex in the City. Um, so I some I and somehow I I merged the two. I work with a bunch of musicians and actors, and I have a PR firm just like Samantha. So um, the only thing I'm not Diddy because I don't take people's money. Um, 
but <laughs> I do charge them a fee. Um, a monthly retainer. Shout out to monthly retainer. <laughs> and and um, so yeah, I think so. I think similar to y'all, I think my teenage stuff is just mad about the lack of dick I've received, and in particular about the lack of good dick I've received. Like, yeah. I think my teenage self is like nigga we was supposed to be getting served dick on a platter every day anal orgasm after anal orgasm after anal orgasm and instead did you just suck in dick and sometimes you don't even like the nigga that is attached to so i think my my teenage self is a little just like step your pussy up get a job no joking Sometimes, okay, this is what we all have to remember. Teenagers ain't shit anyway, okay? They don't, they think they know something, but they don't know nothing. My and teenage I, self is <laughs> trying to masturbate without lotion. So, but yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that question. Oh. That was fun. Okay, Um. so... You mentioned that while working at Second City, which is, if you're not familiar with Second City, it's like, you know, the lead comedy, what is it? Uh, <clears throat> not true, but like organization and like puts out a bunch of, <laughs> puts out a bunch of really famous white people. Um, it's like a Chicago institution if you're not familiar with what Second City is. Okay, and so Lisa was a part of that. Uh, and you mentioned that while working at Second City, you experienced creative discouragement. And how did you overcome this? And what advice would you give to young Black women in all white comedy spaces? <sighs> so how did I overcome it? Well, I had some Black-ass friends with me. Um, we was up in there just bliggity blacking it up. <laughs> we was just so bliggity, bliggity Black. Um and that, that is the only way I overcame because I had just had my baby. I was pregnant on the stage and then basically mm-hmm. carried, um, basically didn't show up until birth and then came back six weeks after that. So, wow. Um, my, my friends, because that was the, the time we were there, it was one of those things where what we did could only happen while we were there because there were so many Black people. Yeah. Um, so that is how I overcame through like commiserating or laughing or just knowing that um, you to have somebody also be like, oh, yeah, this is absurd. Not like this isn't OK. This is weird. This is like everybody was equally like the fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is how I overcame. Um, and then creative wise because I had create what my therapist said was creative PTSD Hmm. so how I got through that was through therapy (laughs) because that's when it got real I was like because I started to notice I was having too much trouble finishing stuff and too much trouble writing stuff and just too much trouble wanting to do anything creative and that and that's when I noticed I was like okay this affected me a little more than I thought because that was my, the stage was probably the safest place I thought was mine. Like that was the, nobody can bother me here. I'm on this stage. And 
they uh they messed that up so it took me a it took me a minute to get through that to be real and those and those same friends help help me throughout the years that's what's up what do you uh do you have any advice to black women who are in all white comedy spaces yeah find me personally you don't have to be there i will find you somewhere else to be <laughs> don't go um no really <laughs> truly don't because i mean here's the thing <laughs> i i personally just know so many people i know some troops i could sit introduce you to like whatever your comedy goals are i can find you people who look like you that are actually doing it um if it's one of those situations where they holding you hostage and you have to improvise or do comedy with all white people um you're not you're not going crazy um is the advice because i already know like there's there's no, the only strong advice that I can truly support is don't do that um, because that's an unhealthy environment. Um, and no matter how great all white people think they are, like being a comedian and it's, it's vulnerability in that because there's this whole like tragedy tragedy plus time equals comedy or whatever we don't have the luxury of either so yeah. um it's a little more different it's different for us um and you won't get to grow as much because you're in a homogenous environment um so you'll only get as good as the mediocre white people around you so don't go um before you go talk to me um and and yes what you are feeling is legit. It, it's a weird situation. They they do things differently. Emphasis on they do things differently. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, growing up, it was ad-libbing. So um, it was always funny people around. Like when they would ask me when I first got into comedy, they was like, who's your favorite comedian? I was like, well, one of my cousins is very funny. Um, <laughs> and I would just talk about my friends, and I'm like, they're hilarious. I la I like, like belly laughing, cracking up, um, and then I would lie, or I would lie and be like, I don't know, Richard Pryor, because I think that's what you want me to say. Oh no, hey, y'all don't let us do that, so ain't nobody does. <laughs> So yeah. Ooh, okay. That that shook me. Yeah, that really triggered me. Okay. Um sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Cause guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take your advice and I'm gonna talk to you. Um <laughs> I, 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 girl, we can we can, I will just like church, I will we can stop this right now. <laughs> we don't have to finish this episode. This is the prayer. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, so, well, going off of that, where were your first safe spaces in comedy? Church. Um, hands down my church. I grew up in church. So it was one of those non-denominational churches. So that meant it's basically a performing arts center. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, 
non-denominational churches, you know, we accept gospel rap. Uh, so you're going to have praise dancers and minds and hip hop dancers and step team <laughs> and drill team and the youth choir, women's choir, kids choir, just activities galore. <laughs> and I did every single one of them. <laughs> and, um, one thing is I feel really safe being like the jokester around my friends because they they know I love to have fun and that I'm very silly and they just let me be silly and even when they get tired of me making jokes and it gets to be like okay Lisa that's that's enough I'm still just gonna be having fun and they I like that <laughs> no 100 <laughs> percent um <clears throat> so in what ways has the pandemic helped or hurt your comedy career <clears throat> um, I guess hurt because I couldn't um, you just get better when you're in front of crowds the more reps you get no matter what you're doing you just get better at it so I miss that part of it and and also not being able to test out if that's been affected right because um, I really hated doing the Zoom comedy when, when this thing first started. I felt dumb. Um, you can't hear nobody. You can't see nobody. I was like, what are, what are we doing? Wow. <laughs> um, but it helped because I, miss, I missed acting and working so much that I started putting characters online. And I had never done that before throughout my theater career. So it definitely helped me in that way where um, I get to do that and it's and it's fun and I never thought I would and I don't know why I wasn't doing it before. Hmm. So that's how it's helped. Okay. So it's kind of just allowed you to get back in, in touch with your thespian side, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm ready to put it all together and do it on the internet. Look, okay. And get multiple... <laughs> Get multiple streams of income. Yes, give me something. <laughs> so how has motherhood changed you? And was there ever a time where you struggled with the idea of being a good mother, quote unquote? Every single day of my life, do we have time to talk about? <laughs> Whew, how has it changed me? Am I a good mother? Well, I want to be good at everything I do, which is the problem. So... I often just hope I'm, cause I know a child is gonna be affected either way, no matter what. And there's no way you can, you know, um, prevent that or, or what's the thing, the future predicted <laughs> because it could be like, um, my mom never hugged me and that's why I, da, 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 da. so it's like a hugger all the time. But then Madison grows up like, she touched me so much. I need everybody to be close. So, I try not to um, think about things like that, else I'll go crazy about everything. Hmm. But what was the question? <laughs> um, how has motherhood changed? You? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. How's it changed me? I'm more forgetful now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's made me more patient. Um, because I was like, am I going to yell at her every day, all day, all the time? That, you can't do that. You got to figure out another way. You got to take a deep breath. <laughs> um, like anger can't be your go-to. <laughs> She's too. So <laughs> it's made me a more patient person. Um, 
it's made me even more resourceful. Um, it's, it's made me seek out uh, um, therapy for my mental health. I think it brought me closer to understanding that I, that I was an anxious ball of a mess of anxiety. <laughs> it made me realize like something else is going on here. Um, yeah, and the biggest thing I learned Honestly, the, one of the biggest things I learned is that I had to be me personally. I had to be myself in front of my child. So there is no, the, the mom hat for me comes in. Okay, I'm literally not going to say this 15 times. You heard, <laughs> right? Or, um, you know, the obvious, you got to, I have to make sure you eat food. Um, I have to make sure you don't step into that hole and die. So I might yell right there, right? Um, but I had to be myself in front of her, which is which also can be confusing because I'll bust out in the song. And then sometimes when she busts out in the song, it's not the time. So that's what I, <laughs> at five, that's what I'm trying to teach her right now is like timing. <laughs> timing. Yeah. So it's like I kind of bite myself in the ass with like be, having the freedom to be myself around her. But that also means I'm who she's learning stuff from. So she's like really smart and quick and witty and be challenging me all the time. <laughs> well, those are good characteristics for the most part. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was just telling somebody that I wanted her to be that way. Um, so for like the first three years, purposefully, I didn't really discipline her that much. Also, because I knew that part of her brain couldn't register at a certain age. If you're like, no, you're just scaring them. <laughs> they, they have no, there's no reasoning. There's no logic. They don't know what their fingers are. It's just no point. Mm -hmm. um, and I wait for her to be in certain cognitive stages before I'm like, okay, now we're going to start to learn this. Um, and then I forgot, she did something rude the other day because she's five now. And she's going to be five and a half in June. Mm-hmm. And she had did something rude. And I was like, oh, we have to correct this. But this is rude on a level where it's not just like you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you, but like just a little deeper. And so I told her we have reached the Maya Angelou years <laughs> where she can now start to learn these lessons. <laughs> but I, I did want her to have, I wanted, I wanted to know that she had in her bite because as a black girl the world will try you so she need I wanted her to ask questions so like if she asked me not the proverbial annoying why 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 but if I'm like yo you can't do that right now she's like why and I think like hmm, I would I would want to know why too because da, 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 da. and sometimes the answer is I'm the mother I know better than you don't forget there's God there's mom then there's everybody else <laughs> so it's I, I wanted her to be able to like have that bite and know that she can ask questions and have autonomy over her decisions hmm. um to a certain degree you know i love, love that, that. i don't think a lot of black parents do that um especially well i mean there's a freedom in having autonomy over your decisions and i think especially like going from slavery to like Jim Crow area, er, not area, but era, like that basically like creates this fear of like, okay, this kid can't think how he wants to think. He has to, to make, just so that he can stay safe or she can stay safe. Like 
I have to like control every decision. And I feel like our generation is kind of like trying to break out of that, which is nice. Oh yeah, these, these black millennial parents, um, <laughs> it, this we ain't playing. It's either, either you're on this tip or you're mimicking what the boomers taught you. Yeah. Um, which my, my thing is, I, I don't believe in the whole kids shouldn't be, should be seen, but not heard. I think they should be seen and heard. And, um, I think that's important. Yeah. <laughs> and I can tell when a child doesn't get talked to when I talk to them because they just want to share so much because you're listening to them. Like eye contact with children is very important and like actually talking to them like they're people because they are, um, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And sometimes you just have to pretend like there's something else. Like for example, when Maddie's talking and she says something wild and I have no idea what she's talking about, I imagine it's like, oh, she's an alien right now. And she's talking about something else. Like, let me hear this, this Martian out. Cause she'll be like, when I used to live on the moon and I'm like, let me find out your past life. You was really on the moon. Who, who that talking? So you got to make it interesting, but you got to talk to them. Hmm. I ain't have no kids, but that's solid advice. No. Yeah. Talk to the ones, talk to the ones in your life, but you, Ooh, yeah. Don't see that's the, that's the good thing. You could give kids all your energy when you're around them. Cause you know, you're always going to leave them. Mm. Yeah. You be the ones that can change a, a, ch- a child's kid's child's life. <laughs> <laughs> I am freaking good. Okay. So, all right. So you have a lot of jobs. You have a child. Mm-hmm. How do you make time for yourself? What do you do? I had to add a whole bunch of little tiny stuff throughout my day. So, because right now our co-parenting schedule is I'm a week on and a week off. But then during my week off, that's when I'm like working, like I'm a medical resident at a hospital. So I'm like, Lisa, (laughs) girl, (laughs) what are you doing? because it's like when I could get stuff done freely without, you know, a five-year-old talking to me every 13 seconds. So like, for example, I have a coffee cart right next to my bed. So all I got to do is just like wake up and hit the button <laughs> and I smell coffee. It's a game changer. You got it. If you have smart or anywhere near your bed, get you a little one of the little $10 coffee pots for family flower and oh, it changed my life. It made me want to wake up in the morning. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I I am sure to meditate. I haven't in, a, in about, I'm off for like a few weeks in meditating, but I try to get no less than 10 minutes in a day. Um, I take, when I am in the bathroom, I take long showers so no one bothers me. <laughs> um, cannabis, oh my goodness, that's one of my favorite times to myself. Um, that's so like one of the shows I have, The Blunt Doctor, is like my Friday night when I feel like doing it on Friday nights. Um, I, I know I'm gonna just hang out and talk to a friend for about an hour and just smoke. Um, and when the world was open though, mm-hmm. <laughs> when the world was open 
I would have to leave town to take a nap. The pressure, like the assumed responsibility of how much everybody thinks a black mama gonna do <laughs> oh my is astounding. I was like, who gonna do all? I was like, where are these 15 other kids y'all think I had? Why does everybody think I know everything and I'm gonna do everything and get everything it needs to be done with? I was like, this <laughs> is too much. Um, and the expectations, I had to train people around me how I was going to parent. Because I was like, I don't know what you think this is, <laughs> but I can't do it. So I would have to leave town, get on a plane, and like, like oh, I got to go to work. Because <laughs> I figured I had to uh, travel really, 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 really cheap. And this is when I was making like $17,000 a year. Um, and I would just figure out how to travel cheap. I used to have to leave, but now I've been alone enough and this um, Panini has really taught me how to own my time. I'll, I'll never go back to how I was running around. Okay. Um, so what has been your hardest healing lesson? Oh, my heart, uh, the hardest healing lesson to learn. And I think this might be the one for me because I'm just like, is that you're never going to be done healing. <laughs> and if you bout that healing life, you're going to be like, oh, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing. Okay, got it. Because sometimes healing is exhausting. And sometimes you got to take breaks from it. And that just so happens to be when I slip off from my self-care routine, which triggers me slipping off from drinking water, taking my medicine on time, getting sleep, eating right, which then fucks me up and then I can't do shit. So it's like knowing like that's the cycle sometimes kind of trips me out where you get through you get through something real, real big. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I I'm gonna spend time on this teenage Lisa situation. I ain't even think about that. So like when you said, I was like, okay, I'm gonna plan that for like July. <laughs> oh, come on, July. I'm gonna get it to that in July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hardest healing lesson is um, you're never done healing and you have to let go. There are just so many things you're just going to have to let go of. Mm. So many things. So many things to unlearn. Ooh. Ooh. Um, ooh, I felt that. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to start scheduling, too. I think I'm good. Like, that whole scheduling things, I think that's cute. And wow. I've kind of low-key been doing that the last couple of weeks. I've been like, you know what? I can't deal with this this week. But next week, that feels like a good week to deal with that. So I think, like, and one thing for me, like, this, I think for me this summer, like, this upcoming summer, I was like, I'm going to focus on, like, getting my sexual, my sexual, working on my, working 
working to release some of my sexual trauma, but I'm gonna wait to do that around summertime because you know I got I'm gonna be fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. so therefore I can really get the dick back and go after, um, mm-hmm. and really attack it with the gorilla grip. Um, so you I got I, that was. Hey, I worked through that. I want to say I don't even know. It was during the panini. I, you might want to reconsider cooler weather because depending on where you are, that also is going to include like some body work and like what's your comfort level. Like pick your favorite type of weather, do it around then. And so summer, summer is my favorite time of weather. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The body got to be in, in good conditions. <laughs> and you know what? And that's another thing I've just kind of come to terms with. Like, I want to be healthy, but I'm not going to be thin. Like, and I'm okay with that. Finally, just accepting that. Like, you know, I want to be healthy, but I'm just, I, first of all, when I look at myself as a thin person, I'm just like, eh, she, she's not that <laughs> Like she's not really that cute. Her head really is kind of big. Um, so it's not like she's like the most desirable person. And I feel like thick me feels a little more like it's been it's been fun kind of embracing like my titties and my stomach. Um, and I've just wanted to put more pictures of my titties and my stomach out because I'm just like, this is fun. This I is love fun. It. like letting the world see these 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 titties. Um and they big now. So I just think it's important <laughs> that the world really embrace them. So yeah, so but yeah, I'm on schedule that part of my healing journey around niggas, relationships, and sex around summertime. Yeah. Um, that feels good. Well, I've already been working on the, the relationship part, but the sexual part in particular, summer. So yeah. That's what I'm saving. Amber, did you save anything for summer? Any healing for summer? Look, I just started running. This is like, I'm summer? taking my time. Okay. Like, it's too this. much. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> <'Cause>, whoa. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have anything scheduled. Just, oh, come on. I'm just showing in the, up. In the short term, I am scheduling like a little mini breakdown. I was looking at this Thursday or Friday, but I think I'm gonna wait until the week after next um, when I don't have my daughter again because I, I'll have that whole week to myself. I think I'm a, I'm a plan a little takedown. <laughs> come on, that is, yeah. that's really smart. My therapist has been saying, like, you need to do that, like, on the weeks that you know you're going to be working a lot, like, mm-hmm. maybe schedule, like he was saying, like, schedule, like, um, getting my laundry done or, like, having someone come to my house and, like, clean it or, or paying for, like, a cleaning service or something where I know so that it will alleviate some sort of stress. So I'm going to listen. Yeah. I'll be learning during these e pray thought. And I have some very cheap services ideas if you need some wrecks. Okay. I do. I do. Come on. All right. So we're going to go into that. Um, and the first question is, if your pussy was a comedian, which comedian would it be and why? <laughs> I love this The first question. thing I thought was like, well, I don't want to say my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Am I being low? But then the first the first person I thought about was Lunel. Mm. Yes. I I love her so much. Me too. She doesn't get enough credit. I love her so much. I remember I uh, DM'd her like I I forgot what I was like. Hey, I was I was hoping that maybe you could go live and did And she came back with um I searched your page and I don't see me on that. So um you sure you a fan? I was like I, this is why I love you. I was like I know I'm a. <laughs> I said I'm gonna wait to come to you. I'm gonna wait till I'm more legit to talk to you. Um. <laughs> she can <laughs> but i just think like just confident um enough fine ready mm-hmm. chill what <laughs> that's very yeah. now because i feel like she's very relaxed and a little lazy just like <laughs> why y'all expecting so much from me can't you tell i'm great <laughs> just by being here don't you see my eyelashes why must you play why why do you have to play that? oh my god that's a word and that and that's how pussy that's how your pussy should be like mm-hmm. why must i do so much can't you see i'm great <laughs> I can't do all of that. <laughs> I don't have time to do all of that. Mm, mm, a word. I have to drink water and take medicine all the time and eat food and wash my ass. It's a lot. Yeah. That's do my hair. Put hair on. Take hair off. Braid it. Wash it. <laughs> Being a dough sucks. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> This shit is a scam. They made this shit look really good on TV. Oh, they did. Every day I wake up. Be an adult. Be an adult. It's fun. Like, nigga, and it's not. I I have yet to see the fun part besides the money, and sometimes there ain't enough for that. Because in the bills, get bigger and don't stop. That part. The bills are the most disrespectful part of the whole thing. Um... Okay, what's one thing you want to teach your daughter about sex, love, and relationships? Mm. What I know, and um, I don't want to project anything onto her um, because all of my relationships were traumatic. so I don't want to, like, sometimes I'm just really mindful to always let her know that loving anybody is on the table. For some reason, I think right now in the age she's in, that's very important because the world is very, very um, male, female. And it's like, the, it's everywhere. The children's books, it'll be animals, but it'll obviously have the mom animal with the big fluffy eyelashes and the man animal with the grimace. So I have to be like, yo, families is different. Like sometimes it's just one parent. Sometimes it's two moms. Sometimes it's two dads. Sometimes it's two people. Like, yo, so I have to be, I'm always like, we have mommy daughter date night and just the whole idea of, you know, when I was growing up, it was about, you know, dads should show their daughters how, how he should open the door for you. 
<laughs> and I'm like, or you, we could just show all our children just how to respect each other. Um, mm. So we do that. Concept. And then, yeah. And then when I ask her if she has a crush on anybody, um, she's like, oh, I don't like boys. And I'm like, well, do you like girls? Like, I just, you know, just making it normal, just um, normalizing understanding that people can be in relationship with anybody. Mm. Is where we're is where we're at right now. Um, I don't know when we're gonna get to the other stuff. I don't know where I'll be and <laughs> what I'll be doing because um, it'll definitely um, determine the the impact of the lesson that I could give. Like when I think about it, I could only have parented her as a baby at the level that I was, because there's no way in hell I would have emotional stability <laughs> and <laughs> mental health to be able to think about stuff like this to teach her. So mm. when she's seven, it might be a very different answer than from when she's 12 or when she's 13. But right now that's the main goal. I love that, Lisa. Shout out, mm-hmm. to, shout out to moms. Yeah, shout out to moms. Man. Mm-hmm. Great people. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> my mama get on my nerves, but she that's the one right there. Yeah. That's that's the one. She wants us to real quick, she wants us to get matching tattoos because we're gonna go uh we're gonna go to Usher's residency together Wait. in Las Vegas. I'll be there. You will. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> so we just we just bought tickets. Where y'all going? August seventh. August seventh. Okay, I'm gonna remember that date. <laughs> so going to his Vegas residency, and she was like, "Let's get matching tattoos." I was like, "Okay, okay, oh, lady." I'd be asking my mama to get batches of tattoos and she she's the type of she's like, I just never wanted to get a tattoo. I'm like, you're not gonna get no tattoo deacon in this bees. <laughs> I just never wanted one. <laughs> we yeah, I always was like, I never wanted one either, but my mom was like, let's do it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh so where have you found the best men in your opinion and i know you've lived in la and memphis and chicago and i'm guessing you've been to nyc like new york mm-hmm. yeah where have i found the best men mm-hmm. <sighs> this is romance wise or platonically <laughs> are we talking we'll say romance we'll talk- <laughs> And um, the answer is no city. That's okay too. That's that's a good answer. <laughs> ding 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 ding. It's They're on all the trash. scoreboard. Everything. So- <laughs> I legit didn't have an answer. Yeah. You you were like platonic. <laughs> I started to go to like hot belly Starbucks. <laughs> I have been low on the list. <laughs> I was church school. <laughs> I was just like, oh, <laughs> Right now, it's just about deciding to accept them for who they are. <laughs> like you, you'll do. <laughs> 
Ooh. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, Amber, where would you say you found your best niggas? <laughs> I will say I do love I do love Chicago men. Mm. I will say that. I will say I hate that. them so. <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> But for some reason, Chicago men do something for me, but I probably need to go away from that. That's probably where I need to leave. So there's a few different type of Chicago man though. So like what type of Chicago man? Cause you got like the, I manage a rapper and I wear puffy vests, Chicago. No, man. not that one. Okay, good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's no, it's, I mean, these are bad too. These are like, I'm an activist and, mm. uh, I also may rap. Uh, I wear <laughs> I wear dreads and I got a little fade in the top of my head. Yeah, or like I'm creative in some way. Mm-hmm. Like the creative activist dude yeah. in Chicago a brand is of like, socks. yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> yes, brand of socks. <laughs> that <laughs> is who I like. Yeah, they make like lapels and like they go to the silver room and they be like, yo, put my lapel in the exactly. <laughs> yo, I was saying, I was like, if Silver Room has a block party, I'm coming. <laughs> yo, that last one was nice. I wasn't no, gonna go. I wasn't gonna go. And then you go and you like, damn, it's a lot of like <laughs> I know that is a Seriously, that's my place. That's my moment. I love it. Small niggas, big niggas, medium niggas. <laughs> you get a nigga. You get a nigga. You get the rainbow of niggas. It's just so oh, what a moment. Hmm. <sighs> but yet they get trash. Um, they're still trash. But yes, those are the type of those Chicago men. I'm very partial to. They have the best beards. When they I choose would, to do the beard thing? Yes, yes. I would say Philly niggas actually have the best beards. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But because they aren't they like Muslim or something? Maybe I don't fucking know. I don't they, know. There's always when I think about Philly like... niggas, I just think good beards. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like very attached to their face. Um <laughs> very attached to their face. <laughs> um yeah, similar to y'all, I don't have a favorite. I do like a New Orleans nigga. I do like Southern niggas. I will say that. Okay. Um, I find that, yeah, I do like Southern niggas. They're still not shit, but they are my favorite of the not shit. Um, shout out to them. Um, it's something about a Southern draw. I think mm. it just literally makes my pussy immediately wet. Um, or like... I'm sorry. I just oh oh my god. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I went to a place. I'm coming. Back. <laughs> Come back. All right. Um, and just the I and just you know, there is nothing like a big old country dick. Like some okay. backwoods. <laughs> you only got fifty thousand people max in your city. Like. <laughs> That type of dick <laughs> has a different type of feel. Like 50,000 max. 
Like, you know everybody in the thing. <laughs> so, boy, shut up. <laughs> That's the type of that I feel like. It has a spirit. It has a soul, yeah. But low-key, I need that. I need that Girl. in my life. I did yeah. go to school in Memphis. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Memphis is one of my favorite places to visit. <laughs> country dick. Big country. country Big country dick. Mm. And it's wavy. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is your dream first date, but during the pandemic? My dream first date? Yes. Panini but now, style? Panini style. Let's see. We start a week out. <laughs> Every day leading up to is a surprise at noon. <laughs> a masseuse comes to my house, rubs on me, leaves a note for the next experience. Ooh, a chef pops up at my door every night. What dinner made just for me in bed? Who is this person? I don't know. You ever know who they <laughs> oh, And then the date is, you know, I don't, I don't want to do the being outside in a pandemic thing. We're just going to be in the house. <laughs> I don't feel like take, if I'm going to have on make, cause I want to put on makeup and leave it there and not get strings and, so I'd rather control my face. There's so many things you can't control. <laughs> I can control whether I have a line going down my face. <laughs> so you don't have to do that whole muscle thing. Also, I feel like if it's a first date, the idea of being in a mask outside gives people liberty to think that that means they could talk even closer together. And I was like, but the whole idea was we got to stay apart. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, you know, there's more frontal face talking because people just feel so emboldened and I'm like no we still have to get side yeah. by side here um so it would be in indoors um I would want it to be chilly because I like throws and soft things and cushions and fireplaces and Ew. things and strawberries and graham crackers and s'mores and um <laughs> Um, order food. I'm very basic when it comes to this date stuff. So maybe it's more so like the type of person that I want to be on this perfect first date with. Um, it would be cool if they just like chill and was just like chill. Um, it wasn't too much about anything like not, not super passionate about anything in particular, but just like equally passionate about a lot of things. (laughs) Um, because sometimes you get somebody talking to talking about what they're excited about. You're like, oh, I don't open the box, and this is like the first date. And you're like, oh, <laughs> it's like oh, giving you like third date energy. So ah, ah. <laughs> just just chill. We just we just agreeing that we both chilling and need a break. We we recognize it's a date. But we're not about to get into anything too serious. We we not 
anything that goes just too into what's your philosophy about if it's not like what's your philosophy about like indica weed all night we talk about that all night um they have to be okay with how much I want to smoke and how high I want to get no matter if they do it or not um is the main priorities and uh I feel like okay because I used to smoke back in the day and I remember because dudes are just so and they'll be like I don't like my lady to smoke weed um you know all that stuff do you get that a lot girl it my last long-term relationship it came down to me saying if you're asking me if I'm choosing between you or weed the answer is weed (laughs) and I left it like it that the misogyny in that and the sexism in that is just so wild because um, they would have friends that smoke. And I'm like, but yeah, I just don't want my girl to do it. And I was like, but why? Because I just don't want to. And I can't handle that as an answer to anything. Yeah. Um, and then you then you uncover something deep and you'd be like, oh, so that stigma hits you deep, huh? It, I don't really have anything to do with that. You need to heal. Um, Google some things. <laughs> like, it's, it's so different now. Um, especially after I've shown you who I am. Yeah, And you've seen, like, it's been years, and I'm not, like, hitting crack pipes, so <laughs> you didn't see it escalate to whatever you thought this was going to be. Um, I'm not losing my house because <laughs> of weed. So it it's, it is it is tough being with those people who carry that stigma so much in their mind. And then you find out, I, I've learned to probe a little deeper because I was so curious I was so curious in them figuring out why they judged it so much because I was going to smoke anyway. <laughs> so you come to find out the things you find out is some don't like it because they don't want to go home smelling like it because they might get pulled over and it makes, you know, then whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what? Okay. Good. Whatever. Next. <laughs> um, or just like well, you make it because because you making sandwiches and <laughs> you don't have to smoke. <laughs> you got many thousand rhymes. <laughs> the question is, who's the one that's gonna make me be like, you know what? I'll I'll just do edibles. Come on, come on, dream. Even I have a price. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, um, you and your friend slash fellow comedian Satira Jackson, uh-huh, Shantira, Shantira uh-huh. created the shirt Black Women Told Y'all. Mm-hmm. What are the top three things Black women told the world about sex? Ooh. <laughs> The top three things that Black women told the world about sex. Um, <clears throat> well, like one has to be, you're welcome. We're the reason you're all here. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop bugging it up. Can you just chill? <laughs> um, uh, that, ooh, that, that, uh, it's, I feel like 
in honoring that it's like a celebration aspect to it where Mm -hmm. you have people who broke away from uh, feeling like it was shameful for some reason and celebrate it by celebrating themselves. Um, Which is why anytime anybody's on TV with like ass cities out, I'm like, yes, yes, more, more. (laughs) Um, So like, turning our sexualization or over-sexualization into our own celebration and owning it. Hmm. Third thing, <clears throat> I mean, third thing, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people would have been doing it doggy style if it, if it wasn't for us. I don't even think that would be a viable position in the canon. Hmm. Come on. Interesting. Hmm. I never I, thought of that. Yeah. I just I, did it. Yeah. I, I agree. Shout out to, too. Shout out to the first I, black woman who did doggy style. Right? Like, have you you gotta see this. <laughs> who bent you gotta over. throw it back like this. <laughs> <laughs> have you <laughs> you mean <laughs> I'm fucking done. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's go ahead and we're just going to go into bird confessions. Um, so real quick, um, and these are going to be real quick, rapid fire questions. Who would you rather have shave your pussy, Tyrese or Stevie Wonder? <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Okay. <laughs> we'll be better at it. Okay. He'll ask questions. He'll, he'll bring everything he needs. <laughs> he'll have assistance. Agree. Agree. <laughs> I agree. That is an answer that I can support 100%. So shout out to shout out to Stevie, okay? Um, you know, I have a lot of trust issues and I just, I can't let a nigga who lied about getting money from Will and Jada Pickett Smith um, shave my pussy. I just, I, you, if you don't, you have to stand for something or fall for anything, damn it, okay? And, and Tyrese will not be shaving. So um, last question, most iconic thought of all time. Most iconic thought of all time, Trina. Mm. Yes. Great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Yes. 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 How shout out to her. All right. Yeah. So we're going to go into Zaddy of the Week. This is one man that we're crushing on right now. One man that we feel like, you know, really understands the greatness that is us. So who mm-hmm. is your Zaddy of the Week, Lisa? Well, Zaddy of the Week, always, first and foremost, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what? Lisa, good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) First and foremost. (laughs) Um, I 
actually, you know what? Actually, the Zaddy Louie is actually one of my friends, Dwayne Perkins. He posted this picture of him in the sunlight with his hair all juicy and like out and stuff. And I was like, okay. 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 Dwayne is fine. Dwayne is fine. Like, Dwayne is fine. Uh-huh. Every time I see him in person, I try to kiss him in the mouth and he goes, ew. Just <laughs> 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 back. He's like, ew, don't touch me. <laughs> I fucking did. This was way before Corona. <laughs> this had nothing to do with Corona. <laughs> 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 I'm fucking weak. All right. Amber, who is that of the week? Okay, so there was a video that came out recently with Damson Idris and Daniel Kaluuya and like a gang of other black London men. Oh yeah. I'm giving them all Zaddy of the Week. I I want the whole I, I want the whole video, everybody in that video. It was like five, six, seven of them. Choo choo, train train, boom. <laughs> Zaddy of the week. <laughs> I will send that to y'all too. Yes, please do. Please. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just give myself Zaddy of the Week because I can't think of nobody yes. else. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Shout out to me. I'm crushing on myself this week. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that. She's been having a good time. All right. So next we're going to go into Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers. She has been amazing. It can be anybody, anyone, anyone. Lisa, who is your Bad Bitch Hall of Fame entry? I'm only saying this because I know my mom and I gonna watch it, but um, she is the Bad Bitch of the Week to me because today she got yes. ordained as a deaconess at, at her church. Um, yes. Very nice seeing her go through that journey. And I know um, that, you know, that's, you know, what she does and she loves to minister. So like being there for her and her ceremony was nice. I was like, look at you. And, and my daughter would be like, what, what are we doing? And I kept saying we're ordination. She's like, what is that? It's when you can have responsibilities at church and God trusts you to help people. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Shout out to Deaconess Beasley. Yes, okay. yes, Deaconess. She was a minister before, but I'm like, oh, now I get to say Deaconess. Ha! Don't deaconess. play with me. That's, right. like, that's how I'm gonna announce her every single time. What you mean? Like, what's your mom? Like, I'm like, being auditioned. No, I'm a Deaconess. Okay. Deaconess Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> say that. That's the doctor of the church. Fuck you, me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't play. All right, Amber, who's your bad bitch Hall of Fame? Um, I would say, I think we've already done her at one point. And regardless of what you think about her, I do think No Name should be bad bitch Hall of Fame because I think she's the only rapper that I have ever really heard talk about Palestine. And like, mm. that to me is bad bitch, hands down. Okay, I fuck with it. Um, shout out to the no name. Shout, shout out, out to, to her. Shout- so I just always be like, y'all, can y'all just let me read? Why y'all be mad that I read? Can y'all please just let me read. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so she tweeted. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, because I'm in LA, home of the billboard. Like there's so many billboards here mm-hmm. and they just so mm-hmm. like in your face. And, um, she was a former guest. Shout out to Z-Way on her Showtime series. 
Like, Shout out to Z-Way so many times. Hey. I'm like, oh my God, that's Z-Way. I know her. And she was on, I just want to say that like, I just think that like, I'm not going to say that E Pray Thought is like the, the, um, the jump off. The jump off. <laughs> But once again, like I said earlier in the show, we be picking people, me and Amber be picking people and, you know, we be putting people on. So, and then, that. yes, but yeah, Z-Way, shout out to Z-Way, shout, yeah. shout out ah, to her. Love, her, love her. So, um, so now we, as we close the show out, we always close out with good bussy vibes, which is one quote um, that kind of just speaks to me this one is real fucking simple it says get in alignment with your assignment once again get in alignment with your assignment um and i think one thing for me this week when when i think about this is just i think i got really like i got like happy sad because or happy tears because i was like or happy emotional because i feel like for the first time in my life i'm not playing small like i'm very much like in every area of my life, I'm showing up for myself. Um, yes. Whether that be professionally, financially, um, even romantically. Um, oh, child, but nigga. Um, <laughs> you tried. Yeah, but I'm trying. I'm trying. That's, that is the great thing. I am trying. I'm actually really trying. So um, even with the podcast today, like, a bitch has been running around and I really just couldn't do it. Um, but shout out to Amber for getting these help <laughs> taking the lead on these questions. Um that's what that's what we here for. So boy exactly. be taking the lead some days when I'm like, ooh, uh-uh, this ain't this ain't the day. <laughs> this ain't the day. <laughs> Not today. Uh, um, so yeah, so just keep being able to even ask for that amount of help, but also understanding the like. I can sit my ass down even though I'm in LA. So that's what I'm going yes. to I'm doing today. Um, I'm about to wash my clothes shortly. But anyways, so um, Lisa, you thank you for being a phenomenal guest. Oh, thank phenomenal. You for being a phenomenal show with a phenomenal name and phenomenal host. <laughs> Thanks, we try. Thank you. <laughs> Right. So, Lisa, is there where can the, the Bussy High find you? What do you is there anything you want to promote? Anything you have coming up? Like, tell the Bussy High everything so that they can, like, we we believe that our the bush your bush should be supportive over here. Yes. Oh, you know what? You know what? Here's where I want some support. Oh, this is a good one because I never, you know, you just mentioned like asking for help. Mm -hmm. and showing up for yourself so I'm going to show up for myself by asking something I know I truly want to ask there's a show that I do live stream and it's called The Blunt Doctor and I want us to tell more people about it because it really is like a smoke sesh it's like this with blunts like it really is <laughs> and I wear scrubs I have an outfit because the whole premise of it is I'm a a medicinal blunt trauma surgeon. So I operate on blunts. So I show people how to like fix their blunts, roll their blunts. And then I have like different people like bongologists on and edibologists. <laughs> and these will also be my friends. And it's right now it's probably like 
20 of us that come all the time and it's starting to feel like a smoke session. And it's, it, it's, it's the first thing in the pandemic, the first project that has given me in the room vibes where it's like, oh, y'all are the same few people that keep coming back. Oh, okay. Ooh, this is nice. Uh, I think some people would really like to see some like black girl stoner shit and we just be in there chilling and we just be so black and pretty and doing cannabis. And um, yeah. we talk about the moon a lot. It's really nice. <laughs> I enjoy it. So I'm, I'm, at least to be experienced pretty much everywhere. Um, and I talk about the blunt doctor from time to time and I do it on some Fridays. Uh, Cause at first it was weekly, but who has the range? <laughs> please talk about it, please, please. <laughs> who has the time? Who has the or time? The, who has the time, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so much going on. I can't. There's so much going on. I really wanted to. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Weekly things. At this part, weekly things are very trailer park. Like, who has the time to do things every week? Every week. Every Consistently. Week? Without like a 20 a person team? <laughs> no. no way. No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Okay. So is even when else? you do have the team, <laughs> like y'all want me to do what again? <laughs> <laughs> that be me. Look, I've been trying to like now that I have like a team for my my PR firm. Just like very much like I've been trying to instant like institute various like weekly things. And I was like, I'm going to put together weekly goals for y'all. I've only done it like twice. (laughs) (laughs) This next goal, figure out the rest of your own. Get get pressed. That's your goal. Get pressed. I don't know what the fuck y'all was hiding to do. Y'all know what we do. I don't have to do this. All right, I'm gonna quit being like this. Um, Lisa, anything else? Do you think you anything else you want to promote? Plug? Uh, not that I can think of. I ain't, I ain't really doing nothing. <laughs> like the only thing I'm doing is sitting in my house playing in wigs and getting on the internet and acting crazy. So I I can't be like, come to my Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> Keep watching me be dumb in my house. (laughs) Well, you're doing an amazing job. Amazing job. Shout out to you. Because that Lori Lightfoot. (laughs) Oh, it's so fun. The accuracy is so scary. You know what? It wasn't until this last one when I did the green screen and did the background that Mm -hmm. I saw a glimpse of and I was like, oh, I do look like her. I was like, oh, that scared me. I was like, oh, I see. I get it. <laughs> no, I legit thought people was just like all into it because it was funny. But I no, but you, I, I mean, it, it is hilarious. Oh, but like, yeah, the, but with the, like, it all came together. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, see. I see why we like this. <laughs> get it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> man that you know what my this is this is what i've learned this is what i will also tell that black girl in all white uh comedy spaces is um 
stretch every single 15 minutes and because we have so many more of them because we're awesome and fabulous so every 15 minutes make it an hour <laughs> mm. as always Bussy Hive y'all can find us on Twitter <laughs> um, Instagram all the various streaming platforms um, I'm promising y'all we gonna get on all of them if we ain't on them yet um Shout out to Trey for helping me. Also, happy happy birthday to Trey. Trey Parker. Happy birthday yeah. to Trey Parker. Yes. We love. Yes. Trey does everything. Both Phenomenal. for PR company and for E Pray Thought. So shout out to him. A black, a black king. Okay. Yes. Um, and as always, you know, we're gonna just I'm gonna leave you with these final words. Do not let Tyrese shave your pussy. Mm. 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 Couldn't have said it better myself. Do. do not let Tyree shave your pussy. When, I don't care how this. When does this episode come out? It comes out on Tuesday, and we want. I want the world to know that you do not let Tyree shave your pussy, no matter mm-hmm. what happens. No matter nope. that to to let Tyree shave your pussy, you have to. Do you understand how low down trotting <laughs> in depression you have to be to let Tyree shave your pussy? So. That's my final <laughs> word. Amber, would you like to tell the girls anything? Is there anything? No, you, you said it. Okay. You said it. You said it. I think that's the, the final note we have to leave yeah. on. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>